Today, Sal, we are swimming with whales. Yeah, I thought, well, why not? A lot of people love to do these sort of interactive things, and we can do it in Australia now. We've always been able to do it with the whale shark, which is at Ningaloo Reef off Exmouth, but apparently um, announced in January this year, there is now going to be an interaction available um, also around the Exmouth Coral Bay area in Western Australia between August and November this year to swim with the humpback whales as mm. well. So, And the other place in Australia you can also do it is up at Mooloola Bar, which has been given approval. Um, they take usually about 10 people, and but only five are allowed in the water at any time. And of course, you've you will be controlled by the person, the guide who will be mm. in the water with you. And, of course, you don't you know, go up to them or you don't go near mothers and calves for the protection and safety of both whale and human, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you, you certainly get quite up close and personal and they, they're a very inquisitive creature and they'll often come quite near to you. And, yeah, interact. And there was one in, uh, it was really bad in Tonga because you can go there as well. And that was the only place you could do the humpbacks until Australia has now been able to Mm. do it. And I was reading one lady's story and she got in and was a bit, you know, scared, I suppose. They're big creatures. And there was a mum and the baby there. Anyway, the mum was very, very inquisitive and baby was staying quite close to mum. And mum decided she'd do some gentle sort of up and out of the water, you know, little turns. And so the little calf was trying to imitate her. And they Aww. said it was so funny and it was not quite doing it right mm. and mum kept trying to show it what to do. Yes. But she said she always had that one big eye looking at them just to make sure they weren't going to interfere with her calf. But I mean, what a wonderful experience. They are massive. I know. Well, you, well have you ever seen those whale sharks? Well, I I've mean, they're just, about I've two just, boat lengths. I've just typed into Google, how big is a whale? Uh, a blue whale... 140,000 kilograms. Well, we won't be swimming with blue whales, but you look up a whale shark. It's massive. Well, if you turn uh, to your left there, I've, I've got them all. Because, see, yeah. I, I like creatures in the sea. Yeah, well, the humpback, you look at the humpback. I mean, it's 30,000 Ks. Mm. Um, it doesn't come up with the whale shark. Maybe that comes up as something different, being a whale shark. Yeah. But, I mean, they're, they're incredible. They've got these huge mouths that just, just go along with their mouth open, taking in all the krill. Right about 19,000 sort of, kilograms. Yeah, yeah. Well, Not tiny, are they? No. <laughs> I had an experience uh, uh, once on a jet ski uh, when I was doing some jet skiing uh, about a year or so ago. And uh, I was looking and, and just about probably two or 300 metres I could see a whale. And I was out of there very quickly. But the problem is the jet ski wouldn't start. Oh, dear. Oh. That's a worry, but at least it wasn't a, a shark. That's I think right. That, I think that would be more of a concern. Um, yes. So with Tonga, it's, it's a great actual tourist attraction for them because they are a very small, not a wealthy nation, and it's a lovely nation to go to. Well, most of the islands, the people are so friendly once you go there. So, But, you know, you might not be able to afford to go to Tonga, or they're saying that, though. It's probably just as much as going to Western Australia. But mm. um, you, you can only go there mainly in the winter months, of mm. course. And here, as I said, in Western Australia and sort of... For us, because of the Antarctic coming up to our way, it's between August and November. So just keep that in mind if you're thinking of, you know, you'd love to do something like that. As you know, with Monkey Mire in Western Australia, you can do the dolphins mm. too. And there's a few places in the world where, where that's available. You can even do that at Port Stephens now. Yeah. Um, they've had a licence where you can go in with the dolphins. Um, and also there's places in the Caribbean and, you know, wonderful. And there's such 
intelligent, wonderful creatures. I mean, these marine creatures, I mean, other than, I suppose, the ape family, who are, I think are hugely intelligent as well, like your, your orangutans and that are quite an incredible species. Mm. But all of these species we need to look after too because, you know, we're losing them. And yeah, we, are. we really need to, I think, to promote this. If this tourism, is, you know, to go and swim with whales is going to help protect and, and also educate people in the hope that, you know, there'll be more people opposed to what the Japanese in particular do with, with the slaughtering of whales in mm. particular. But, look, I think it's just a wonderful thing to do yeah. with any, any of these animal-associated things. I'm a real softy anyway. Yeah, me too. And I, I love to get up close and personal. So. And, it's, and, and I'm all for it when money, you know, is not just going to the tour guides. It's actually putting money back into resources to keep these animals yeah, well, safe, that's, you know, that's right. and educating people. Yeah, and know. the Galapagos is one place I haven't got to yet, but, I mean, that must be incredible because the animals there have never been um, attacked or slaughtered. So they have a, a trust of humans, which is incredible. Mm. So that's why it's such a unique destination to go to because they, they've never been, you know, subject to violation by humans. And you can get quite up... Again, they've got to approach you, like the same as anything, even when you go to the Antarctic, you'll often find the penguins are quite inquisitive and they'll come up. But yeah. you've just got to stay there and you've got to, you know, just... just Keep still. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, of course, the same with seals, and you don't want to get near a leopard seal. It's quite an angry angry thing, so you don't yes. want to do that. But any of these things that you can just interact, it's, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful experience, and you just feel blessed and you just think, wow, what an experience that was. How lucky am I? Yeah, yeah So definitely. I think any of these experiences, but anyway, we're lucky now. We can swim with humpbacks as well as whale sharks in this country. So And we are cruising the great ocean roads and uh, while off air. And, and, off and, air, and, yes. Not and, on air, though. And, and re reminiscing. <laughs> and uh, We're cruising the waters now. Yeah, cruising the waters. We do talk about cruising quite a lot, Colin, but um, I just thought I'd mention these couple today because they are two I have not... You know, spoken about before. So one of them is in the UK and people forget that of course nearly every country has its own river system and most countries in Europe including the UK and you know Holland etc even though we mainly talk about you know more the Amsterdam to Budapest and so on there's many many countries have wonderful river cruises. So this one is quite interesting in as much as it includes tickets to see the really sought after High Clare Castle which is the film location for Downton Abbey. So a lot of people mm. you know, absolutely hooked on Downton Abbey and you watch reruns and reruns and reruns. So they've got um, a limited number of cabins available. It's only an eight-berth luxury hotel barge called the Magna Carta. That's a great name. Mm. And there's departures in April, July and August. So the cruise is from Hampton Court near Windsor, Windsor sorry, to Henley-on-Thames. And you begin in style with a champagne reception and you end up with a captain's farewell dinner on board. And, of course, you get the opportunity, as, as this one does, to go and visit Downton Abbey or High Clare Castle. So I think that would be something lovely very to spectacular. do. spectacular. Yeah, and as always with a lot of these barge cruises, everything's included, so you get everything in there, you know, regional wines, your beverages, all sightseeing, admittance fees, bicycles on board, mm. you know, you get minibus transfers, you know, to and from places, etc. So just think of that one as something a little different, just a little eight-day one. Then another one I thought that was quite different as well. This is on a cruise in Italy upon a hotel barge called La Bella Vita. And this is from Venice um, to Mantua. So that's something very different as well. So you, you meet in, in Venice, you start off there and um, they take you by private minibus from a hotel where you meet for a, a Prosecco welcome on board the barge. How nice mm. is that? I love Prosecco. I love the Italians for that Prosecco. I think I even prefer it to champagne these days, but 
really nice. So then you start off there and off you go. And you do a lot of walking tours at all the places you go along. You're on board, even though you, you are in Venice, but you're there for a couple of nights. And then you'll go and do museums and galleries and all sorts of things from there. And then you can either walk or bicycle along different areas of that, there as well. Mm. Then you go on, you go to, um, to Chioggia, which is a really interesting city. And it's a, a, an 18th century church that you go there called the Church of San Domenico, which is set on its own island. Uh, the waterways, we've got to remember, like Italy around Venice, it's a massive waterways, like the whole area is. And even though they say Venice is still sinking, I still think if you get into this area and try and see it now, you know, let's hope that doesn't happen. But it is quite beautiful. Mm. You can even go through nature reserves, which people mightn't realise. Like it's got a delta and it's got flamingos and mm. herons and other wildfowl as well. So it's quite an interesting cruise. Uh, you go to Adria, which is an ancient Etruscan town. You visit an archaeological museum there. You go to an estate where you go to some lovely wine cellar wine tastings so yeah it's a very interesting itinerary so keep that one in mind if you're looking for something just a little bit different you might be going to italy you've done a lot of touring then how nice at the end just to do a lovely little late day yeah, relaxing tour, tour yeah. cruise and the mm. same with the one in england you know you might have hired a car and toured all around england or done a coach tour then you could just pop on that little barge and a lovely way to finish up so before you hop on a flight home you're more relaxed. Mm. You're not feeling like it's just been all go, 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 and you jump on the plane exhausted and then hope that you're going to get home, you know, and yeah. get over the jet lag. But this might be a way of easing you before you come back home. So I just think either of those are wonderful little cruises, and they're not too long. They're just both only eight days. So. Yeah. I tell you that uh, the flight home from America is a long flight, isn't it? Well, it's your body rhythms, your circadian rhythms. When you're going back here mm. from um, east to west, our body doesn't cope. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Our body doesn't yeah. cope at all. And you know, you've got a huge time difference as well, oh. which takes you a long time. Yeah, to. it does. But our son was over recently from Kalgoorlie, which is only a three-hour time difference. Mm. But it took him a few days because he kept waking up at what time it would be in Kalgoorlie. So mm. instead of it being like yeah, when Dad yeah. Scott was trying to get him up to go for a swim at 7 in the morning, it was only 4 in Kalgoorlie. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. So, you know, well, it's yeah. it's funny. We Our bodies do get used to certain time zones, and it does take a while, which is why we always say when you get to a destination after a long flight, don't go to bed straight away. You'll cope even less. You know, if your flight arrives in the morning in Rome, Paris, London, mm. or wherever you are, just dump your luggage, go out, because you've been sitting on a plane for sometimes 23 hours, walk, hydrate, you know, sit down, have a coffee, yeah. but just try and keep going as long as you can, even if you have a very early night and get that long night, first night's sleep. Yeah. That will really help you. I mean, when you come home, it's different. I mean, you've usually got a couple of days before you go back to work, so hopefully that'll give you a little more time, you know mm. what I mean, to readjust. But certainly on that first day, if you've not had a stopover somewhere, just just try and go out and, you know... Keep going as yeah. much as you can. That, that's the secret to it, isn't it? I think it is. And, yeah. and that bit of exercise, the water, you know, if you don't eat much on the plane, you better not to. You're not burning it off. Mm. Then you can enjoy a light meal that day and, you know, just yeah. really introduce yourself, orient, orientate yourself to the city you've just arrived in. I tell you, don't they, uh, don't they feed you a lot on the plane? Oh, too much. And, and what you should do, you should turn your clock onto where you're going and mm. then only eat at the times that you should be eating not eat at the time they're going to throw the food at you. You've been in the travel industry for 40 years, Sal. Yeah. Long time. It is. I don't think it's that long, really. It was only the other day. <laughs> Some hot deals in the marketplace. There's an absolutely fabulous one. Only came in today, actually. Now, this is a last-minute, really hot offer. This is a cruise, fly cruise. You're cruising um, from Sydney 
and that's in 18, 18 April this year, so it's not long to go. And you're going via quite a few ports of call in New Zealand, and Tahiti and Honolulu. 18 nights on the radiance of the seas. Return airfare home with Hawaiian Airlines for under $2,500. Well, you better give me a look at that. That is just... I, I just can't believe it. And that's valid until the 31st of March, subject to availability. I wonder how much my boss loves me at the moment. Um, The other one we've got is an Inca Discovery. Now, this is fabulous as well. This is a 20-night package. You've got an airfare taking you into San Diego, which is in America, in California, with Qantas. And then you're doing a night there and an 18-night cruise on the Zandam from San Diego all the way down to Valparaiso, which is fantastic. So you're cruising all down that wonderful Mexican coastline, mm. all down through um, Peru and Chile, etc., until you get down, of course, to um, Valparaiso, which is the nearest port uh, airport is Santiago, and you come home from Santiago. So not to get confused, San Diego to Santiago. So that is 20 nights, and that's from under 5,500, and that's valid until 28 Feb. Mm. Um, there's another one here that's valid until 23 Feb. I'm covering a few different areas here. That was the South American area. We've done the, the Tahitian area. This is Taiwan, Japan, and the Philippines. Also valid until the 23rd of Feb fly cruise, 16 nights, departing 27 October. And that starts from under $4,000, and it's doing fantastic cruise. All from You start from Shanghai, you go into Japan, and you come down through into Taiwan, all the way down into the Philippines, and then into Hong Kong, and then fly home from Hong Kong. So mm. great stuff. Croatia cruising. Croatia is one of those beautiful coastlines. Everyone that's ever done a cruise along the Croatian coastline just just raves. I've never had one bad comment. It's such a very beautiful, unspoilt part of the world. So if you want to do a small ship cruise on that one, it's quite a small vessel. A seven-night cruise, it only takes 38 passengers, but it's five-star. It's on sale from under $2,500, and you can save uh, up to $400 on that if you're booking soon, uh, just available till it sells out. And it's got uh, the discount valid for departures is for May, 27 May, 3 and 10 June this year. And you've got to pay by 28 Feb to secure your spot. Um, Antarctica package, partners fly free. Now, this happens every so often where you can get a, this is for 2017-18 with Aurora Expeditions. Travel with a partner, friend or family member on one of the packages and one of you will fly free to South America. Now, that's a saving of up to $3,200 per couple. Mm. So that's a beautiful one as well. Um, We're still on the cruising here. Hertie Gruten, the wonderful vessel that cruises the Norwegian coastline, they have a 12-day return voyage. And that is a fabulous offer they've got on that now. Prices starting from only Australian sixteen fifty for twelve nights, and that also finishes twenty eight Feb's. And you can do shore excursions on that, like dog sledding with huskies mm, and the Viking be, feast and all yeah, sorts of things. Terrific. But absolutely wonderful. Fiji, our neighbour just across the road, they've got some lovely packages for sale at the moment as well. We've got savings of up to $820. For example, a seven-night package with air for around $900 at the Anchorage Beach Resort. I mean, Mm. there's some really good deals happening here at the moment. And also Maldives, another spot that is, of course, idyllic and very popular, particularly with honeymooners, I guess. But look, anyone who's interested in water, as in diving, snorkelling, you know, windsurfing, sailing. I mean, it's such a delightful destination. Looks gorgeous. Return airfares with Singapore Airlines, five nights accommodation. You get two meals a day included, breakfast and either lunch or dinner, an oceanfront beach villa, 
and that's starting from under $3,000 from Sydney. And Backroads Touring, just to throw this one in at the end, if you book on a holiday with Backroads Touring to UK and Europe at the moment, um, there's a limited offer again, so get in quick. They're giving you a free Samsonite suitcase that's valued at about $450, and it's quite a large suitcase, but it's mm. very light, and it's on those you know wheels that rotate in every which direction. So... So much out there. There's really is the world's your oyster. There's so many good deals out there at the moment. It's it seems very cost effective to cruise, Sally. It is because it's all your meals. With some cruising companies, it is your drinks as well. Mm-hmm. Some it's extra you pay for your drinks. Mm-hmm. Some it's all shore excursions included. Some don't. So you're getting what you pay for. Obviously, it'll be a slightly higher cost if you're going with a company that's all inclusive. Some people say, "Look, I don't drink, and I'm not going to do the shore excursions." Well, then we'd obviously look at an alternative for you. There's no point paying for that if you're not going to utilise it. Mm-hmm. So, but there are different you know styles out there to suit all budgets. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. For for your time today. Thank you. Not a problem. Have a nice weekend and we'll talk to you again next week. Certainly will. All right. This is 2NURFM 103.7. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.